Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise. Very pleased today to have with us John Kilroy. And I've only until now met Mr. Kilroy over the phone. He is the president of the Friends of Thatcher, and I talked to him when they got a recent grant. But meeting him in person, he's young, he's vigorous, (laughs) he's wearing a colony high school staff sweatshirt and ready to go. So welcome, John. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So tell us a little about yourself. I did look online and I see they have these student rating systems that you're mm-hmm. a very popular biology teacher. Well, thank you. I, uh, I try. Uh, I, I enjoy working with the kids. I have a lot of fun with the subject matter. I teach biology and environmental science. At, oh, my goodness. And this is my 30th year teaching, and I'm still having uh, an enormously wonderful time with the kids. They're, uh, they're a whole lot of fun. They really are. Well, that's the best you can say about any job, isn't it? Yeah, I'm still having fun here. Uh, and uh, hope and to they be... seem to be having fun with you and yeah. to learn subjects that are really kind of difficult. It's... Yeah, uh, the the biggest challenge for the kids, certainly in biology, is the vocabulary. Uh, it's almost like learning a new language for them because there's such a tremendous amount of of correct vocabulary that they need to use. I mean, oh, the, some of them, they know, like stomach, mm-hmm. right? esophagus, that sort of thing. But then you introduce names of hormones and that sort of thing and names of genetic phenomena and names of molecules and they sit there and especially things that are derived from the Latin and they say, why do they name it this? I said, you got to understand it was done hundreds of years ago, kids, when all the books were written in Latin in Western Europe. And they, the name stuck. Yeah. And, uh, and to so, this day, when I pick up a science journal, it is. It's like a different language. Oh, so absolutely. good for you teaching them that language. And it seems like it segues perfectly into your role with the Friends, because environmental science, mm-hmm. it's kind of... Like you've put together the classroom world with the real world, the natural world. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little about, you live in Bern, is that yeah, right? Yeah, my wife and I live in Bern. And your wife is here in the background, she so is, we're happy yes. to have her in our office. And what what drove the two of you to, to Bern? How did you land there? Well, we, we were living in Albany for, uh, we were there for about 10 years, and mm-hmm. we loved it living in Albany, but we wanted to have some space. We wanted to have, uh, you know, a, a sizable garden. We wanted a little room there, and uh, we looked, and it had, it's on five acres, and we said, wow, this is really, this is it. Nice, so, yeah. uh, So do really you have wonderful. a garden? Did that happen? Oh, it's a rather large garden. Yes, Flowers, it did happen. Vegetables? Yes, all of the above. Oh, wow. uh, my wife uh, has uh, an incredible, she has two wonderful green thumbs. <laughs> and um, she has done absolutely marvelous things in terms of the flowers in the front and also all around the property and uh, planted fruit trees. And we, you know, we have a tremendous amount of produce that we we produce ourselves, and uh, we're looking forward to getting back into the gardening there. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, so it also puts you right near Thatcher Park. Yes, absolutely. And tell us how you got involved with the Friends. Well, um, it was we, we moved up to Bern in 2004, and we had some friends. It was a friend of ours. He's, uh, he's since retired from SUNY Albany. Uh, John Jacklett was his name, and he was on the board of the Friends of Thatcher Park. And after we moved up into the hill towns, 
John said to us, well, why, why don't you consider joining the board of the Friends of Thatcher Park? And the two of us had never, we said, well, what's the Friends of Thatcher Park? Mm-hmm. And uh, he told us about it, and we went to a meeting. We said, yeah, this sounds like something we'd like to do. And so the two of us joined the board. And then a few years afterwards, uh, the, the person who was president uh, was stepping down. And so John then turned around and he asked me, would I step up and be president? And uh, I said, sure. I, I had no idea what was involved, but uh, <laughs> I said, absolutely. And so I've been president uh, mostly since about 2008. I did step off for one year. I had some professional duties over at school to take care of that year. and um, But then I got back on, I think, since about 2000. I want to say 2013, 2012. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. So it's hard to believe we might have listeners that don't know about Thatcher Park. But before we talk about the Friends, could you just describe Thatcher Park? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's back in 2010, I would, when the park was closed by Governor Patterson, the one phrase I always use was Thatcher Park is the crown jewel of the capital region. I realize there's a lot of special places for a lot of people out there. But if you look at what we have in this area. Thatcher Park is an absolute gem. Um, Everyone I talk to says when people come from out of town, whether it's from within the United States or whether it's from Europe or somewhere else, one of the first places they take them is the Overlook at Thatcher because it's just so incredible. I remember when I moved here uh, in 92 to uh, go to grad school and I had a friend I made a friend, and he said, um, he said, come on, we'll go up to uh, Thatcher Park. And I had no idea, and we went to the Overlook. And I was just absolutely blown away just by that view. And then if you continue on, the southern end of the park has about 350 to 400. No, it's a little more than that. It's got a few hundred acres. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's hiking trails there. Um, and in the north end of the park, there's another about another 1,000 acres there. There's more hiking trails um, so if you're into summertime hiking or s- cross-country skiing, snowmobiling, there's over 20 miles of trails there. Yeah, you're right. I think most people have the first impression that you did right along the, the edge of the escarpment, overlooking that beautiful view you can see yeah. spread out before you, but all those other acres and acres with trails. It that- is. And um, kind of the, the hidden secret of Thatcher is the north end of the park, um, the north end of the park uh, is not really contiguous with the southern part of the park where the overlook is and where uh, all the picnic shelters are. And that's really a wild part of the park. Uh, there's still a tremendous amount of hiking trails through there and um, accessible by car. Or there's places off of, uh, there's one off of Ryan Road. There's another one off of uh, Old Stage Road. And there's small parking area there kiosk there with a map and you can download maps off of uh the park website or the friends website and also you can get maps from the uh, park office there and you can just go in and hike around take whatever trails you want and it's absolutely fantastic it really is and uh winter time for those of us who do like to get out occasionally avoid cabin fever are you a skier or snowshoer? Um, snowshoes or? and uh, cross-country skis will do. Uh, nice. I don't do downhill, but, uh, but that's fine. And um, so it really is It's nice to get out. And even if it's 
if it's a time when there's not a lot of snow on the ground, just to go hiking through there and do a little compare, me as a science teacher, doing a little compare and contrast uh, with all the seasons and what's going on there with, uh, with the environment, with the geography, and with the, um, with the life there. And there are two... Two big buildings, right? There's a brand new visitor center. Yeah. And then there's the Emma Treadwell Thatcher Nature, nature Center. Nature Center, which is on uh, Thompson's Lake. Tell us a little Lake. about that. The Nature Center was opened up in 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go uh, through the park and then you turn onto Ketchum Road uh, and you follow that down, you'll come to it's called Nature Center Way. And it's a road, and it actually leads down to a few of the houses, uh, if you follow it all the way down, a few of the houses that are on uh, Thompson's Lake. Mm. And there's a parking area there. The Nature Center is exactly that. It's, uh, it's a building that has a lot of programs uh, designed for families mostly and kids that deal with right, the nature of the area, not just Thatcher Park, but the Northeast as well. And so it's almost like they have a mini museum there. They have some exhibits there. There's a working beehive in there. And uh, they have uh, right now going on, it's coming to an end this weekend, is the Nature Art Show. Uh, so if you get over there real fast. Uh, so these are local artists these, that have portrayed scenes of nature? Oh, yes, nice. exactly. Nice. Some, uh, some sculpture, some photography, a lot of painting, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever medium, oil or uh, watercolors or whatever. And it all revolves around nature. Some of it's local, some of it's, you know, up north in Canada or Alaska and things like that. But it's all, uh, it's all very wonderful there. So now tell us a little about the Friends. And I'm going to prompt you here because okay. you told me a wonderful story. Um, you said that the Friends, when they were founded in 1997, began with helping salamanders yes. have a little romance is yes, how you put exactly. it so just kind of describe what that is <laughs> well um what it is is uh there's two species of salamander of of interest one is the spotted salamander and the other is the jefferson salamander and both of these are fairly large salamanders uh you know there's several inches about you know they, i've seen the spotted out salamanders about seven or eight inches long all right so these are fairly large and in the springtime, after the snow melts and we get that first evening uh, that it's about 40 degrees or so and it's raining, uh, that's when the salamanders, they come up out of their burrow. They've been hibernating all winter under the ground. They come up out and then they go right to the vernal ponds to look for a little love, all right? <laughs> because it's time for love in the spring, as we all know. And this and, is coming from a biology teacher, yes. so we can believe him. <laughs> and um, so what happened was, like, some of the folks who, who were going into the park, they noticed that, say, you know, we're getting a lot of squashed salamanders on the road going through the because park. Because they would be crossing the road to get to these vernal Exactly. Pools. And they cross at night, and, you know, cars don't not going to see a salamander or whatever. So it kind of came about as... Um, well, let's help them out. And there was a herpetologist on the board at the time, uh, Doug Frazier, who was at uh, Siena College. And so he did a lot of work with it and so kind of organized. And then it snowballed. And the folks who were involved, 
they decided to form the Friends of Thatcher Park. A and lot this of, is, just to let people know, this is still going on. Oh, it hasn't yeah. happened yet this year, right? No, no, no. Because <laughs> there's still too much. Yeah. They haven't come out of their little hidey yeah, places. Yeah, they, they're, uh, they're probably under about two and a half to three feet of snow right now. So, But you said the first rain where it's 40 degrees. Yeah. And people will go up and down the street with their flashlights and buckets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, will you call us when that happens? I would just love to be there. Yeah. I think that's a neat thing. Yeah, what um, what uh, what happens is uh, the Nature Center compiles a list, uh, people who want to get involved. And if anyone wants to get involved, you can call the Nature Center up at the park and just tell them you'd like a phone call uh, that the night that we believe the salamanders are going to go. Now, I'm going to warn you, it, it's a bit of a crapshoot because conditions might look right for things to go and it might start raining and you get up there and then the rain stops and they're not going. So, but what has happened a couple of times, more than once, we'll get up there at say eight or eight thirty at night and be walking around. The rain quits and you hang around, see maybe if you see any <laughs> stragglers and don't, but then what'll happen is that if it rains overnight, that's when they go. Oh so my. they might go at two o'clock in the morning oh or something. My. So, but if you do get a good night, um, you can see uh, quite a few of the salamanders there. And it is a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I just think it sounds like a great tradition. So tell us, how many friends are there, and how many would you like there to be? Um, right now, a uh, ballpark figure of our members is somewhere in the area of about 180, which is a nice number. Um, and many of our members have been members for years. They stay on with us. And sometimes what happens is you get members who join for a year or two, and then they drop off, and then you get new ones, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been holding right around 180 for the last few years, which is, which is fine by me. Um, we love to have families come up. Uh, we love to get families involved because there's programs at the park that maybe people don't know about and they can find out easily through the friends. And it's kind of a nice way for people to um, get to know the park a little bit better. Um, we're a 501c3, so anything you donate to us is tax deductible there. And it's kind of clues people into what's available right there in the park, either through the new visitor center or the nature center or just what's going on in terms of hikes and uh, maybe snowshoe walks in the winter and that sort of thing. And there are dues involved? There are, yeah. So we do charge dues. Um, It runs from uh, $5 all the way up to $100. And so, but, you know, it's kind of the only one that really I would say is restricted is the senior citizens dues. And um, it's, you know, 62 or older, $5. we don't check IDs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who should join? I mean, who, you said families, but you have a whole range of ages of people. Yeah, and, we do. Um, and genders, both men and oh, women. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There there's, uh, seems to be, uh, you know, no one more than the other. Just generally people who love the park. And uh, they find out about our organization and what we do and how we coordinate activities. And they want to get involved. Um, and I made a list from the, from the website of some mm-hmm. of the things you do. And if you do could just tell us a little about some of these. One is the um, Cornell Nest Watch program. Nest Watch. Um, what this is is in the uh, springtime when the migratory birds come back, when our native songbirds come back uh, at the park. There's 20 or so at near the nature center. I should say there's 20 or so uh, bluebird boxes 
that have been set up in the fields around the nature center. And can you give our, because you're a biology teacher, yes. they're the state bird, right? And they were endangered for the a while? Eastern, yeah, the eastern bluebird, uh, due to the European starling, which is an invasive species, was crowding out the bluebirds. The starlings are also cavity nesters, mm-hmm. much the same as the bluebirds were. So the starlings were going into the nests, destroying the bluebirds' nests, and driving them off. So the numbers of the bluebirds were going, were going down. And some years ago, uh, there was an effort, and there is a New York State Bluebird Association. Uh, and through them, uh, these boxes were literally set up all over the state. They're all down from Albany to Buffalo along I-90. Um, and they're up and down the through 87 into the Hudson Valley. So, and people have set them up in their backyards and everything. And, and has it been successful? Very successful. The, we're seeing more and more bluebirds uh, every year. And we're getting them at Thatcher Park too, which is good. So it was a few years ago, we were only getting tree swallows and house wrens, which is fine because they're native species too. Uh, and then it was kind of exciting. We got the first pair of bluebirds and then the second pair. So I think we had And they two bring happiness, bears. right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, another thing that was down there, and maybe you kind of are perfect segue into it with you were saying the starlings were outsiders, mm-hmm. is you help with invasive species. Yes. So okay. tell us a little about That's that. That's mostly for plants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, invasive species are, are a scourge across the state and across the United States. Um, they arrived here through some sort of human activity, whether it was on purpose or accidental. Some people brought in these ornamental plants that they thought looked nice, but the plants took hold and they just crowd out all the native species. And so there is a an invasive species removal program that occurs during the warm months. And what it is involves people, volunteers, going out and uprooting things like garlic mustard and wild parsnip and uh, buckthorn and, and, and a few other things there. So just like crews of people physically yeah, pulling physically these out. Pulling and them does out. that make a difference? Does it, it help does, with this? It does, yeah. Um, there's been a push to, because one of the other things that happens is that now once we get those invasives out of there, putting in the native species, getting the native grasses in there so that the invasives, if they do come back, hopefully will have a tougher time. And the, the big thing with the, the invasives is um, the reason it's so, so successful is they don't have any predators. They come from another place. I see. There are no natural. And there's no natural predators here. So it's like, it's a great thing to be be an invader. And I know from uh, the uh, many reams we've written on the Carner Blue Butterfly Mm -hmm. and the Pine Bush, different, I know, ecosystem. But a plant, having a native plant that should be there like lupin, it affects a whole ecosystem and the cycle around it. So it isn't just like you're trying to make it look natural. It, It affects the the whole ecosystem in that area. It certainly does. It certainly does. So another thing that you do is you maintain trails. Tell us, like, what that involves. Well, as I mentioned, there's over 20 miles of trails Mm -hmm. in the park, and they're not going to maintain themselves. So in the springtime, one of the big jobs is uh, getting rid of the winter blowdown, Uh, the branches and things that fall. Uh, if there's large trees, we notify the um, the park staff because they'll have to go up there with a chainsaw or something like that. And um, but we do have uh, some of our members, 
and a couple of people on our board, especially, there's two of them that I'm thinking right now, they'll go out there with loppers and uh, little hand saws and just to make sure things are clear um, so that when folks do want to take advantage of these trails, uh, they're not, they don't have to, you know, climb over tree trunks or even worse, you know, trip on a branch and get hurt or, or some rocks that were in the way or something like that. So these are skills like a normal person could have. You don't have to have like equipment and hard hats no. and chaps and things no, like that. You like can, that. And do you bring your own shears and things? Well, and some people do. Yeah. And, um, well, I'll tell you this, uh, coming up on May 5th is it's a statewide event called I Love My Park Day. Mm. And Thatcher does take part of it. This is about the, I want to say the fifth year that this has occurred. Um, it might be might be six, but I think it's year number five. And uh, it's run through an outfit called Parks and Trails New York, which is uh, the par- Parks and Trails Advocacy Group for the state. And what happens is that people sign up through their, through their website and they volunteer to go work in their favorite state park. On that particular day, this year it's May, Saturday, May fifth, and so we we have an event. And a few weeks ago, I went on and I listed all the jobs that needed to be done. One of which is trail maintenance, and there's a few other things. There's going to be some some picnic tables that need to be built and that sort of thing. But anyone can come up for that. You just register ahead of time, and you come up and you put in a day's work at the park, and then the friends of Thatcher Park feed you. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, also, you mentioned with this new grant, you're going to have a special wall, is it, in the visitor center? Yes. Tell us a little about that. One of the, one of the components of the, of the graph, we have uh, the park staff has told us that we have downstairs in the new visitor center in the fireplace room, there's uh, a wall, and it's a blank wall, and it's about seven feet by seven feet. And that's one of the nicest areas of the center. Oh, that it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but right now it's just a blank wall. And so they told us that this is going to be for the friends. And so through this grant, what we wanted to do was make it something really nice that has our, our logo on it, has everything, has information about us, has photographs there. And uh, also things like rack cards and brochures. People can open them up, see what we're all about with a membership form as well if people are interested in doing this. Because I I think a lot of the people who do attend Thatcher uh, don't really know that there is a friends group associated with it. Oh, I think you're right. Yes. Um, And the fact of the matter is many state parks and historic sites do have friends groups that are associated with it. They're all volunteer. They're all not-for-profit. And they assist the park staff with, you know, coordinating things like volunteer activities, um, doing a little fundraising and that sort of thing and getting programs going there. So if someone's listening to this and they want to join, what, like, what do they do? <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things you can do is you can go to the park. Our newsletters are at the park. They're at the visitor center and the nature center as well. And you can pick up one for free and there's membership form there the other thing that can folks can do is go online friendsofthatcherpark.org and you'll find a membership a downloadable membership form there and they can fill that out send it in with their check and now you remember we don't have uh 
online registration as of yet, but hopefully in the next couple of years we'll we'll have that uh, going. But you've got a website presence, so that's... Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned a logo. I'm just curious, what is the logo? It's the salamander. <laughs> oh, how it's perfect. It's the spotted the spot- salamander. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. it. So, so it's from back to your roots. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, are there other things, our time goes so fast, are there other things we haven't covered that you think are really important for people to know, either about you or the organization or the park? I sometimes miss mm-hmm. the, the most important thing. Well, the, there's... A lot of activities going on at the park. Um, a lot of people look at the park as a place where they can go for family picnics, where they can go to, you know, unwind, get get out of, you know, whatever stressful situation that they're in, which is absolutely 100% true. We all need that. We got to get out of the city. We got to get out of the office. We got to go someplace quiet, and it does benefit us. There's been studies showing this. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. heart rate goes down. Everything. There are all kinds of things you can measure that happen physically when you get outdoors. Everything. But... There is a program calendar, and I, I brought my cheat sheet with me here. Oh, good. And um, <laughs> just to kind of pro, you know, let people know what's coming o- coming up in the next few days. So next Saturday, March 31, at the Nature Center, um, you can bring kids up, ages 7 and up, for an investigation on owl pellets. And on owl, owl pellets? pellets? Is this the so, excrement from owls? Kind of. Um, <laughs> I know. It, it, wow. It doesn't sound very good. No, I think it sounds fascinating. But what happens is when owls, when they eat the rodents, yeah. uh, they swallow them whole usually. And then what will happen is they'll regurgitate this f- pellet that consists of mostly fur and the bones of the animal. So they regurgitate that oh. up. And you can find the pellets and kind of dissect them. And you can find entire or most uh, like mouse skeletons in there and figure out what the owl was eating. Oh, my gosh. I bet the kids love that. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's yeah. very cool to do. And so that'll be going on on Saturday the 31st. Uh, Wednesday the 4th during uh, spring break, uh, build a nest box. So we were talking about the Nest Watch program. Well, if you want to have a bluebird box at your own place there... Um, You'll be provided for an $8 fee. Materials are provided. Bring, um, bring a drill with you, a cordless drill, and you can put together your own nest box there. And then the staff there will tell you where's the best place to put it and what kind of habitat bluebirds prefer, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a whole, you know, array of materials. Um, well, tell us programs some more. Here. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do lectures. The, this park does lectures uh, especially during the cold months, January and February, there's usually a lecture there at the visitor center. Used to be at the nature center, but the visitor center holds more people. Um, dealing with natural history, natural history of the area, whatever. And there's one coming up on Saturday the 14th that is the hiking and history of the Long Path. The Long Path runs from about, it's a 350 mile trail. To the George Washington from the Bridge. George Washington Bridge, and its northern terminus is. Um, I believe it's in Thatcher, although somebody said it was in Schoharie, but I think the northern no, terminus is in I, I, Thatcher. The last we wrote about it, it had gotten as far as Thatcher, but the idea is to take it all the way up to the Adirondacks. Yeah, I don't know that it's there yet. No. But there'll be a talk on that uh, by Ken Posner of the New York-New Jersey Trail Conference, and that's coming up on the 14th. Um, if the snow is melted by the 15th... <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. The, we can help. Hope, Yes. Uh, there's a geology walk 
uh, a waterfalls geology walk at the oh, park. Oh, yes. Well, tell our listeners a little about the fame the park has, I guess, worldwide for fossils. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, it's known as a hotspot. It's worldwide. It's world known for ge- its geology, uh, the geology of the area. And um, it has an incredible hot, uh, bed of fossils from the D- Devonian era going back eh, 400 million years ago, give or take a, a few million years. Uh, and um, it's known worldwide. So there's a, this geology walk just deals with the waterfalls there. And so there's probably the, the most well-known one is uh, Minelot Falls, which goes down over the Indian Ladder Trail. Um, but there are several other falls there in the park, especially in the spring. You can walk right underneath you the can, falls. Exactly, That's so yeah. Cool. And it is, uh, it's a lot of fun. Kids love it uh, when they do that. And so you're going to do that uh, on April 15th. So you can learn more about the waterfalls and the geology around that as well. Great. It makes me want to get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, John. This has been fascinating. Well, I'm glad. And uh, I hope I've the friends it. flock to you. Oh, I hope so. And do give us a call when the salamanders are slated to cross. I will. I will. Either I will or someone at the Nature yeah. Center will call down here. Great. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This has been a lot of fun, Melissa.